This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, it is Ready Radio, KLZ 560, a fabulous Friday, and we've got a very special guest joining us right now, which I've uh, been been looking forward to all week. It's Paolo. Make sure I say that correctly. Tiramani, Paolo, welcome. How are you? John, very, very nice to be on the show. Great show. Hey, appreciate you joining us, and like I said, I've been excited to talk to you. Uh, founder and CEO of, is it Boxable? Am I saying that correctly? You are indeed. All right, so first off, what is Boxable? So Boxable is a, a, a new building construction methodology to take the pre-industrial uh, building construction world. It's the last pre-industrial product in, a, in, a, in, a, in, our, in our universe, frankly. Uh, everything else is built in a factory. It's just a fancy way of saying not built in a factory. Everything else in our lives is built in a factory. True. Uh, Factory-built homes are bringing in antiquated materials and processes for field construction and then building something illegally worldwide to ship. Boxable is the first post-industrial building construction technology uh, to basically solve one of the world's, uh, and we've got a few of them, <laughs> one of the world's biggest crises, which is uh, home speed, quality, and affordability. Yes, yes, and, and we in Colorado know that full well, as you know. Okay, so I, before we get into what you guys do and and explaining all of that, which, you know, this will take us a little time. So everybody hang tight. We've got plenty of time to go through these things. But before we do that, I think you just said something very interesting, which, you know, again, I, I'm not a, I am not a carpenter. I'll tell you that right now. I'm a car guy. I understand the mechanical end of things. I can weld. I can do all those things. Give me some wood and a hammer. And I'm not real good at all that stuff, Paolo. And I've always wondered, to your point a moment ago, you know, why we continue to build houses the way that we've built them literally for probably centuries now. I mean, I, 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 you got to believe there's a better way to do this. So first question is, why do we still do it that way? Well, you know, pardon the pun, but you absolutely nailed it. So, uh, <laughs> so the reason we, 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 we build traditionally out in an open field, literally in a field, uh, not in a factory, because buildings are big and nobody's figured out. Uh, a system that can ship them effectively. So, you know, the modular guys and the tiny house guys, they can ship, uh, you know, they bring, as I mentioned, the antiquated tools into the factory, but, but then they commit a second sin, which is they build something 14 foot wide, which is illegally wide to ship. Right. So then they're limited to, you know, a couple of hundred miles. So, so that's been the main problem to, to bring in and systemize uh, especially home building construction under a factory roof and take advantage of the modern world and it's interesting to me that you're a car guy i'm a car guy motorcycle guy nice and boxable yeah but guys right and boxable is really analogous to uh of automotive car production you know okay. we have automotive car engineers here we hired porsche consulting uh, 700 consulting engineers you know the porsche car people to help us set up our first production line uh, in an automotive Style. Wow. So the Ford 150 is made, Ford 150 truck, they make one every 60 seconds. Wow. And Amazing. Our, our, yeah, our homes are less complicated than that. So that's our reach goal. Well, you know, and I, and I didn't know this until actually I was at the Barrett Jackson auto auction last January and I met an individual there and just happened to be sitting next to a fellow and you know you start talking and you know asking what each other does and so on and and this particular individual that I met is actually in the sort of the uh, center eastern part of Canada. 
He is the largest house moving company there is because I didn't realize this, but in his area, they actually do build homes, not like what you guys are doing, which we'll get into, but they do actually build homes in a factory where he is. And because they've got nice wide open spaces and the ability to actually put those things on a, you know, sort of a, a truck rail, if you would, they then move those houses out on site, set them on a foundation and the way they go. So they're not where you are, but they're definitely ahead of where we are here in the States. Yeah, and that model can work, you know, if it's if it's if it's local business, right? So if it's a regional business, you can definitely carve out a reg- you know a regional uh, business model. Uh, we didn't set out to do that. We set out to fix. Uh, you know, I love. By the way, I loved your patriotic uh, opener. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely love it. So please don't be fooled by this accent. I am a flag waving patriot. Well, thank you. <laughs> In our factory is, you know, citizen. And um, and uh, first and foremost. Our, our task is to fix the, the, the housing crisis within our national borders. Uh, that's job number one. But it is, in fact, you know, a global issue. So we wanted a global solution if we were going to undertake uh, undertake the task and put out time and energy and money and you know, blood and treasure into it. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, for those of you listening, really quick, too, I want to make sure that I say this. It's B-O-X-A-B-L, and you can do that with a .com at the end. And it gets you right to the website, and there's a really cool little, uh, I guess, short movie you can you could say right at the home page that shows you how these things are literally assembled on site. So, 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 Paula, let me let me ask you a couple of questions. That number one, how big can you go right now at this point? Yes, absolutely. If I may just add one more thing to the website, sure. Uh, and uh, it's just YouTube. Uh, it's wonderful. We do a lot of really funny things. Um, and to ask you a question specifically about size, um, the best way I can explain it is, um, so we, we will have three sizes of what we call the building shell. And the build, a building shell, just think of them as, as rooms, big rooms, which can be further subdivided. Okay. So if you think of them as 20 by 20 feet, 20 by 30, and 20 by 40. Okay. So they've got the common 20-foot dimension, and then there's 20, 30, and 40. Sounds like Lego, the square one, the, the rectangular one, and then the one in the middle with six bumps that nobody uses. Okay. So, um, so those three sizes. Um, so what we've done is we've deconstructed building construction down into its core elements, which are rectilinear rooms. And unless you're an Eskimo living in an igloo. True. Um, with, you know, hopefully nobody gets upset. When you're saying that. No, nobody's um, going to care here. You're fine. Right. You're fine. We get <laughs> it. Yeah. And you're living in a, a rectilinear room. So um, the largest, Specifically to ask you a question about the largest size, the 20 by 40 that we'll be building has a 40-foot clear span on the long side, 20-foot on the short side, and cut windows and doors uh, anywhere anywhere we want or the customer wants with no headers, uh, which wow. the audience is braced over the, wow. the window because the walls are so strong. And then think of those as Legos, and then think about connecting them, stacking them, cantilevering them, and mm. you can build up to five stories, pretty much anything you want. And then the exterior of the shelves themselves are, we call it architecturally neutral. And, uh, they, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big country with a lot of variable um, uh, variable architecture, a lot of different tastes, you know, from the dozy, sure. colonial, sure. temporary, blah, blah, blah. So you can dress them up any way you want. This is awesome. I the, my, you, you answered my question. I was going to ask if you can stack them. So really... If you think, and you're right. If you, if you're, you know, not not trying to be, uh, 
you know, mean or rude to architects. But, you know, let's face it, they're t- typically just taking, you know, boxes. And I know they can get a lot fancier and they can do some cathedral ceilings and different things along those lines. But, you know, let's face it, when you start start off with some, you know, back in the day, some square graph paper and you kind of start drawing things out. It's just a bunch of boxes that fit together to make the different rooms and the different spans and things that people want in homes and as time has gone by you know the open floor plan has become a lot more popular which again given the fact that you guys have that type of a span you have that as well yeah absolutely and you know we're talking about ceiling heights and vaulted ceilings a couple of things first of all you know we have a man and a half foot ceilings which uh, you can appreciate this yes really really high ceiling you know i live I live, we're here in Las Vegas. I live in a sort of fancy condominium. And uh, in, in downtown, I have nine foot ceilings. I feel like I'm slamming it. You know? mm. And, and um, you know, the Vauxhall has nine and a half foot ceilings. And then if you do want to have, you know, a vaulted, a vaulted huge space, there's nothing that says you have to build exclusively with, with Vauxhall, right? Um, you can just, uh, you know, surround a vaulted space with Vauxhall products and create some really beautiful architecture, and that goes if you want some, you know, huge semicircular rooms or anything like that. So, you know, what we're doing is we're really sort of liberating folks to create uh, faster, uh, you know, with a high quality and a lower price. And I'll include architects in that. Uh, and we've had uh, some pretty famous architects come through here, and you know, I'm like, oh boy, they're going to hate this, you know. <laughs> and they all, to a man, love it absolutely. Wow. Uh, absolutely love it because it enables them to be faster it enables um, them to be faster we do yeah. the heavy lifting the housekeeping and they they can do what they do which is ultimately you know you don't hire an architect for engineering services you hire an architect for beauty for beauty and true to give you what you want true so we enable them to do that true good point and as you go to the Image, you know, the gallery section too, folks. You can see all sorts of different things on the website that show exactly, <coughs> excuse me, exactly what we're talking about. On top of that, one of the pictures, which shows you the structural integrity of these things, has got a pile of cars on top of it. <laughs> so we did that recently. You know, my, my partner's a little eccentric, and uh, maybe I'm a little eccentric too. So uh, we, we want to see, well, how strong are these things? So, uh, so, you know, I think we've got a massive snow load. I'm not sure what it is, or hurricane rated. I mean, these are steel and concrete and insulation homes. And they're homes, you know, oftentimes the most expensive product somebody purchases in their yep. lifetime. So yep. we have a, a forever approach and uh, sort of ultimate strength. So what we did was uh, we piled up four automobiles on top of the roof. And the roof was in the smallest box, which is 20 by 20. And, uh, and that was no problem. So then we got a crane and we hoisted we hoisted um, one of the cars up nose nose down mm-hmm. and just dropped it from about 100 feet. That's all on YouTube, if, you know, if you're listening to one, take a look. And that, so our engineers calculated it was a 60,000-pound point load. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, with, with the acceleration of it, it bounced off. Wow. Bounced off. So wow. Like, okay, let's Incredible. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. So we did it again, and it went all the way, it went through. So now it's in the back of our factory, and we have a, a, a destroyed uh, BMW automobile. It was destroyed, <laughs> BMW. and it's just you know you open the door and vertically implanted inside the casita. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. It really is. Okay, folks. Again, it's it's boxable. B o x a b l dot com. Boxable. Just take the e off. So boxable dot com. 
And we got I got a lot more questions, and we got to take a break though. Uh, Paolo, it's, it's Palatero Amani. Make sure that I get everybody's uh, info out correctly there as well. And again, you can go to the website. We'll have this up on our website later for all of you as well. But uh, Paolo, can you hang tight with us? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I got a lot more questions. Absolutely. All right, perfect. We'll be right back. And if you've got a question for him as well, the lines are open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio when you pay your power bill one percent of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. 
The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. If you got a question for Paolo, please call us right now, 303-477-5600. Don't, re- don't forget you can text us as well, 307-200-8222. He is the founder and CEO of Boxable. All right, Paolo, next question I had for you, which I know we'll get into other details about this, but on average, you know, price and how are these being received? Yeah, so uh, on average price, uh, we, we are $59,000, uh, and everything is, uh, is is included, you know, inside of the four walls. That means, uh, you know, you, you get a, your kitchen kitchen closets, um, uh, all the electrical appliances, washer, dryer, etc. And uh, the, the, the reception has been unbelievable. So the company, you know, has these building shelves that we will produce in three sizes, but we needed a point of entry. So we, first of all, got... Uh, the, uh, the, the the smallest building shelf, 20 by 20, into production, and then we configured it. We call them configurations into a studio home. This is a cute little uh, casita, and uh, the numbers are staggering. We have 150,000 unique reservations, uh, billions of dollars. Yeah, billions of dollars in in uh, in sales. So we have to scale a very large factory, and it gets even crazier than that in that they're, they're, they're unique reservations. So some people want one, some people want 10. I'll, I'll qualify it by saying that uh, these are, you know, uh, so, so, uh, good percentages with deposits, some uh, good percentages without deposits. So we just look at it as an expression of, of interest of the product. But the, for that product, uh, that configuration for that shell, uh, it's, you know, there's no visible ceiling to sales. We will sell millions. Wow. Over the years, wow. uh, so I believe it'll be less than one percent of our total business. So Amazing, it's a humongous uh, undertaking. Really is that we're taking on. That we're taking on. Yeah, well, what know. kind of options, uh, Paolo? Do do people you know, are people allowed to get? I mean, can they upgrade certain things, appliances, bathrooms? It, how you know flooring? How does that work? Well, you mentioned you're a car guy, as am I, and so you'll remember what Henry Ford said. Yep, especially when he was starting out. Any color you like, as long as it's black. Well, any color you like, as long as it's white. Uh, so there are no options. Uh, beautifully appointed. Uh, full production has quartz uh, countertops, eight foot tall, eight foot tall, three foot wide windows, uh, eight foot tall doors, uh, AD lighting, very energy efficient. So they're very, very complete. You just you just bring a couch, your bed, and a toothbrush, and, and you're set to go. Wow. So currently, we do not have options. As the company scales, the buildings scale and our volume scale, and we go from what we call analog production with, on purpose now with a lot of human labor to more robotic labor, we will be able to offer different countertops and things like that. And I'll go one step further, John. Uh, let's say five years down the road, a customer will be able to configure their product online. They'll get a bomb, build materials, uh, updating as they go, and uh, we'll, we'll have our own 
mortgage company at that point, and wow. if they choose to take their mortgage, it will give them their their you know monthly mortgage. Mm-hmm. And when they hit buy, uh, when their product goes down the line, they'll get a notification. The cameras will go on, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith will be able to watch their home get made. Cool. Uh, going down. Very cool. Line. What a great idea! All right. So, how is this being received among? Cities, counties, all the building codes, and, and I know that varies from not only state to state, but county to county, city to city, uh, you know, you know, borough to borough. I mean, you go across the board. Everybody's got a different idea on what needs to happen. So, so walk me through that as far as local codes and how that's being received. Yeah, great questions, and that's one of our challenges. It's certainly a barrier to entry for others. And uh, we just have a team here that's going through. We are built to stronger than modular code. Modular code is a factory-built code. Uh, it's 50-state uh, approval, and it is a higher code than stick-built. For us, it's actually not high enough standard, so we will be uh, lobbying at the federal level to have a uh, higher-than-modular building code, eventually, a boxable code. But coming down to Earth for today... Um, it is, again, a you know, fractured pre-industrial market. Mm-hmm. This is one of the symptoms that the patient has. You imagine if you bought a car in Arizona uh, and, you couldn't, and you couldn't drive it to, to, to Nevada uh, because it wasn't able to drive in Nevada. You, know, right. it's, it's, you have a national code. So the codes that we comply to right now are uh, the, the, the 50-state modular code. But having said that, we have to go and we're just grinding our way through and getting certified in every state. Okay. But, because, so that's great, but because we pack and unpack, and you can you can you can unpack them, go live in them, just like, just like a regular home, uh, and then pack it up again and go. So we've been able to get ourselves certified uh, as, as with the RV code, which uh, can really save money on foundations and things like that, and also is a park model, which is kind of a version right. of an RV right. of an RV code. And now we're going through and we're looking at the law and we're testing it in Arizona if we can get certified as a panelized system. So we're sort of attacking all of the above. Hmm, good idea. Uh, and then we're additionally going for our own, for our own national code. So, so what I heard you just say a moment ago is they don't necessarily have to be on a foundation. I mean, assuming that if you wanted to do that and have a basement or whatever, you, you could or, or even utilize that in the way that you put these together as far as the boxes go, but you don't necessarily have to have a foundation. No, I mean, these products, you know, these, these are laminated panels. It's the, it's, it's the magical power of laminates, and they're so insanely strong. Uh, the, the reason we have traditional foundations is because you have to strongly vacation a uh, foundation because these, uh, folks build a house traditionally. They build them li- with little sticks, and they wobble around, and you need a really strong base. So right. we flip that on its head. You don't really need a foundation. I mean, six posts will hold up. Casita, no problem. Wow. But then it's just down to individual customer preference and local building codes. And we recommend just minimally a slab, but you really don't need that. Interesting. Okay, so dumb question on my part. There's a lot of folks out there, and we are now, this is the other thing I see this being a really huge opportunity, and there's a lot of folks, especially here in Colorado, where there's there's some folks that have you know, there's mountain property, there's country property, there's even some folks that have larger lots in the city. And, of course, we're now starting to get into the multi-generational living to where instead of putting, you know, mom and dad or even the kids in some other home, you know, mom and dad in, in a assisted living or something along those lines, there's a lot of folks now that are building the quote-unquote, I hate that term, but, you know, the, the mother-in-law quarters or something along those lines. The reality is, though, for what you have, 
And given the fact that it is, in fact, portable, can't you utilize that in the way that I'm just saying? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, when we decided, you know, how do we enter this marketplace with this building tech, which is so massive, we're going to dive into gestion. Uh, we have to we have to pick a pick a, sort of pick our fight, you know. So we actually configured the, the 2020 as an ADU, which is uh, what they call in California an accessory dwelling right. unit. Right. Same as here. With a law, to have, yeah, to have sort of granny apartments in the backyard, uh, or you know, sort of an errant teenager that can't get a job. And, you don't have a basement, so you put the, you put the kid in the in the ADU. And what's nice is that a lot of these are back backyard ADUs. So you know, how do you get a house into a backyard that's twenty foot wide? But of course, it's sort of the gift that keeps on giving. You know, we 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 fold and unfold, and we fold down to eight and a half foot wide, which is um, which is the maximum width allowed allowable globally worldwide without flag piles and things right, like that. Right. Right. You know, trailers are Correct. half foot wide, but you know it's narrower than any residential driveway. So you can just drive them into the back of the driveway and unpack them, and then when the kid eventually gets a job, you can pack it up to make sure he doesn't come back. You know, if you like, and sell it on a secondary market. So there's a huge amount of use cases we're finding uh, for 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 this first uh, for this first. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think you start running through the amount of of ideas i mean literally it's endless again whether it's a uh, an adu like what you're talking um which okay really quick along those lines as an adu what, what's required as far as the you know is it like an rv as far as the you know black water gray water you know the water coming in type hookups and so on walk me through that yeah so we i mean it first of all it really depends on your local municipality possible is very consumer friendly it's really a consumer product and all uh, regular water, gray water, electric, AC, uh, waste, all ports to one corner uh, and nothing underneath the unit. We think okay. putting holes in the floor for toilets and things like that really doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, so all ports to one corner. So, you know, if you're remote and you need well, whatever you need to hook up to, uh, you can hook up to with one corner. So for most, uh, for most homeowners, you know, if they're not building construction professionals, they don't really need much more than a, a you know a great handyman uh, to hook these things up. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, basically, you have a nice level place to put them, and you'd be in good shape. Yeah, and then they're architecturally neutral on the outside. We will be providing different finishes, but you know they're just these cute little boxes, and uh, you know they can just be clad with the same exterior cladding as the main house if, if those aesthetics are an issue for the homeowner or maybe the neighbors of the community. Okay, not looking for any trade secrets or anything like that, but how do you keep them weather tight given the fact everything folds together? Are you using some automotive technology to do that? 100%. Yeah, so, okay. you know, first of all, we're very, very transparent as a company. I mean, we, we can't divulge everything. We're tremendously transparent. We have, uh, so I think, you know, an IP company, intellectual property company, and a lot of engineers. We have 60, 65 mechanical patents. We'll have hundreds in a few years. Okay. And uh, they, they have. Um, Huge hinges, I-beams with hinges, it's all patented. And when the panels come together, we have gaskets. Uh, we'd be analogous maybe to, you know, when you, if you have a wet shade razor and it has a couple, three blades. So, you know, we have a couple, three gaskets. Okay. Uh, or, you know, the windscreen wipers yep. with several blades. Or a car door with the rubber gasket. So when these things uh, unpack and lock together, they just go together like a bank vault. Uh, so there can be really no, no water ingress. And that's been a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. having a house 
right. And and I also, you know, there's a video where, as you can tell, I did a little homework on this before you guys came on. It's why I've been anxious to sure. to talk to you all week. It's just a fabulous idea. I, I think this is just meeting so many needs that are out there. Uh, in so many different ways for so many different people. You guys have also got a really slick trucking slash, you know, trailer delivery system. And, and it's not, you know, I kind of would reckon it to like the pods and things like that, only it's even more sophisticated. Explain that if you would. Yeah, absolutely. We're just developing that now. And it's a bit of an aha, aha moment for us when we said, well, how are we going to move these things around? They don't weigh that much. The Casita weighs about 15,000 pounds. I mean, they're massively rigid and strong, but they don't really weigh that much. And it's like, well, a big league is expensive and it's overkill and you've got to get a low boy and they're mad money. A low boy costs, you know, $100,000 and to rent them, of course, it's very expensive. And we said, well, why don't we just do, pull it with pickup truck? Can you get them in the backyards, get them in anywhere, a lot lower costs. And 3,500 uh, pickup, American pickup yep. from yep. Ford GM is tremendous. And one of the aha moments was, Let's not put any tongue weight on the vehicle. Why don't we put? A t- why don't we put a wheel at each yep. corner of yep. at each corner of the trailer that will allow us to monitor the, the height, uh, the ground clearance, with, and uh, makes so it easier to offload and load. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's really a big one. So right now, you know, as we're developing, you know, we're unloading still with a crane and things like that. But uh, in full production, the customer will not have to get a crane, mm. which has a lot of certifications, right. high-priced options, right. uh, difficult to maneuver and get around. You can do this with a telehandler, which for your, for your listening audience is just a big overgrown uh, forklift. Right. And uh, you, you can put up a two-story home just with a forklift and no crane. So we're looking outside of at the walls of the factory to the rest of to the rest of the problem to fix mm-hmm. it. And the transport thing you mentioned is very important to us because if you make a one-way trip, what do you backhaul? So what we've done mm. on the back of our trailers is we put the, the wheels right, right on the outer corners with a ducktail. And so that driver, maybe it's one of our drivers or what they call hotshot drivers are right. operating. Right. They, can back, they can backhaul. What, what, what is the commodity product to get shipped around the country? Containers. The world, actually. After, yeah, great. After second to containers is cars. Yep. So we said that if we can backhaul, subsidize some shipping costs by backhauling cars. So that's what we've done. Ah, we've good idea. Backhaul containers and cars to subsidize the cost of shipping to our customers. It's all about the great customers. idea. So looking, I'll say this word, and I, I hate this word, but I say it anyway. So we, we have a holistic approach. Yeah. Uh, where we look at the whole. Public well, you know, I think you have to because that's that's what's helping. You know, A, it's just the right way to do it. B, though, when you look at the cost overall, the more of that you do, the lesser cost there is for the end user, which, let's face it, you know, that's what's going to drive this product. You, you, know, you sell these out at that price that you're talking, even if folks assemble three or four of these together. I mean, in Colorado, our average price is five to $600,000 now in this Denver Front Range area. Granted, that includes the land as well, but the reality is, you know, you could put two or three years together and be a fraction of that price. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we have to look at the whole picture, and if our attitude is, you know, I mean, look, we're 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 a for profit company, but we started my business partner and I started the company as Good Works. We started the company as Good Works to fix a problem, and so that means, as I mentioned, looking outside the walls, you know, of the factory. So anything that we can do once, anything that we can invest in once, and thousands of people can utilize, uh, there's not something that we that we actually provide as a physical product 
let's see that. What do I mean by that? I mean, you know, if we have, for example, different foundation plans, let's put those foundation plans plans online. Yep. Let's get them. Let's get them stamped, and let the customer download those. There you go. Look at the man. That's huge money savings. Huge. Huge money. Okay, you know, another question, which we we talked about the utilities utility side as far as. Water, sewer. I'm assuming power. Same deal. There's, there's all. I'm, I'm assuming just the ability to hook up whatever power you've got coming into your property, or if it's an ADU. I'm sure. I'm guessing there's some sort of an outside hookup that you would actually hook your. Is it going to have to be two twenty, one ten, or you know, you know, one fifteen? What's it need to be? Yeah, they just it just hooks up just like any any regular home uh, to one ten. I think we've got two forty for the washer dryer. Okay, and it's just absolutely like any standard home. Nice. Nice. You got. You guys really have thought through. Okay, I, I'm sure you guys have been rolling things around in your head, and I know you've got big ideas. I mean, what keeps somebody? You know, you've got somebody that's listening right now to where they don't necessarily need an ADU, but maybe they've moved been been moved back home into the office, but they're tired of being inside with everything running around with you know family and kids and dogs and all the different commotion that can happen, and they'd like their own little area retreat, whatever it happens to be. What keeps them from buying something like this and having an additional office space? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we started off with the Casita. It is a uh, just a studio home. But uh, for the, so the Casita, you know, we've got 20 by 20, 20 by 30, 20 by 40. We're only making the 20 by 20 now. So we'll be exhibiting, actually, at the end of January, early February, in Las Vegas, the IBS, the International uh, Builders Show. Okay. It's not international, it's American. It's, it's like the World Series, you know, right. in America. But, right. Um, we will be showing... Um, uh, uh, a one, two, and three-bedroom casita in a, and a two-story as well in addition to the casita. And ah. so folks can absolutely, you know, configure these how they want sure. back and offset them and things like that. So we are we are scaling just as quickly as we can. You know, we, ha- we have a 300,000-square-foot factory. It's like six, seven acres under a roof here. When we moved in 18 months ago, we thought it was big. Now it looks tiny, and we're 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 planning a, a three four million square foot factory just up the road here, uh, which is absolutely a, a monster. And we, you know, that'll be a, a regional factory, and we, we we think we'll be able to put out a hundred thousand homes a year wow. from that factory. Yeah. Speaking of the big trade shows, I'll be at SEMA next week in Vegas, which I'm sure you're very familiar with because that's right up there with trade shows in Vegas and. Uh, uh, that's always a big event, and again, I, I look at this even for a lot of the just you know audio and you know auto enthusiasts where you know they spend a lot of money building garages. You take a couple of these, stack them together, now all of a sudden you've got your workshop. I mean, I just look at this and see the list is endless. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. And by the way, if I can just take a slight uh, detour on the conversation, if you're coming to Cena, you are not allowed to leave without coming a and taking tour of the factory. Okay, and 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 b seeing a side project we have going on here, which is called Supercar System. I know not a terribly creative name, and it's a mid-engine. Okay, well, you know what? We will, uh, love it. After, after I'm off air today, we'll do some emailing back and forth. I leave uh, early Tuesday morning to go to SEMA, and I'll have some time through the week. And, yeah, we can definitely, uh, Paolo, figure that out. I would love that. That would be awesome. Well, thank you for a ride. I would love it. That'd be awesome. Okay, what else do you want to leave the, leave all of our listeners with? I mean, this is just fabulous. I guess I guess maybe last question is if somebody were to go online, they look at this, they either want to you know buy or put a put the, you know you talked about the reservations earlier. How does all that work? Yeah, it's very easy. Uh, yeah, just three three points I'd like to make, if I may. 
uh, yeah, for reservations, just hop online, get the reservation. I mean, it's a sort of forever wait list of 150,000, but you'll see as we, as we scale, it's going to come down uh, rapidly. And the reality is it takes folks, you know, a year or two to get, to get their, their okay. law and things like that together. Secondly, you know, we do have a lot of investors. Um, uh, anybody that cares to invest can jump online as well. Uh, I would say third, we do give daily tours here. It is The tour has been literally modeled after Disneyland. Um, hmm. And uh, we're, so, we're so grateful to our fans and customers. It's really a great, it's, it's a great trip. So anybody wants to come out to Las Vegas, Las Vegas is not the, the most terrible place to come out to. No, it's not all that uh, bad. There's, you know, there's, there's worse places to go, let's face it. <laughs> you know, come and please, you know, if you're listening, do come and take, take a tour. And then finally, we're hiring. You know, we have nobody from the construction industry, but we do have automotive engineers, mm. uh, aerospace engineers. We're hiring all positions. If we don't screw it up, uh, this is one of those companies. Nice. Um, we, we give stock options to all of our staff. Nice. The kids pushing the broom outside. You have no nice. idea what stock option is, but we think you'll be very happy. That's awesome. Uh, when, when, when we IPO. So those are some of the just things I'd like to get across to, to, your, to, your, to your listeners. And last but not least, Elon Musk is one of your folks waiting for one. Well, no, he's not waiting. He's got one. He oh, he's got one. Even better. Yeah, he was customer number one. We couldn't talk about it for a while, but uh, it was very interesting. We were still in an R&D shop, and one of, one of his guys, assistants, whatever, reached out to us. And, uh, you know, said, and they had to call us like four or five times because we were like, yeah, it's just a prank. It's just a prank call. And then we figured out it was real. And then my business, my business partner said, could you sell us one? And my business partner said, no, we've only got three. But, you know, they're very persistent and we're a big fan. So we sold them a prototype. Very cool. And it's my understanding, it's my understanding he uses it as a, uh, as a guest house. So customer number one. There you go. Up, Elon Musk. Good job. Thank you, Bert. Good job, you, Bert. Uh, Paolo Terramani, founder and CEO of Boxable. It's B-O-X-A-B-L. And, yeah, we will get together. I'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I'm, this is exciting. I, I really think you guys are going someplace. This is great. Great. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate it very much. Thanks for your time. And, folks, that is like the American dream right there. Find a product, form a company. Start building things that people need, which affordable housing, we all know, is a big, big deal. And rather than voting for the affordable housing proposition that's on our ballot in Colorado, this is what we should be doing. Yeah, let me say that again. We do not need to be taking tax dollars and doing something along the lines of Section 8 housing. I know I talked about that on Rush to Reason earlier in the week. I won't do a lot of it here because this isn't really the time or the place, but... This, in the free market, this is the way to take care of affordable housing. If you think about what he's got going on here, and you've got you know even a small piece of land someplace, and you've got the ability to stack a couple, two or three of these together and even expand as time goes by, which I think is the cool thing about this, you could add two as time goes by. What what I mean it's like Legos. What a great way of doing things. So I will take him up on his invitation. I'll tour the factory next week when I'm there and I'm actually looking forward to that. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Ready Radio KLZ five sixty.
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical Heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. 
In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Um, one of you has already asked if I will video my uh, tour when we go do that next week. And yes, of course I will. I really hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it, so thank you for doing so. But I will definitely do that. And I already sent an email off and already have that in the works. Well, we'll get that done. And most likely we will interview <clears throat> these individuals again. Not just Paolo, but probably some of the other folks from there as well. I guess the thing that I heard the most was we're not trying to build traditional homes in traditional ways. We are going to literally change the way homes are built and they've got really a bunch of automotive guys in there. Not that automotive guys are always the smartest, but let's face it, when you build a car, it's a lot different than building a house. The car goes down the road, the house does not. And if they can, they get this deal dialed in, which it sounds to me like they are, I think their biggest challenge is going to be, as with anything we do in life, we'll be getting this past all of the governmental laws in certain areas. I can just hear, or I can just picture, somebody decides they want a additional dwelling unit. That's what ADU stands for. And they've got all of their stuff dialed in. And or they have this thing marketed as an RV, which is essentially one of the directions they're going. So maybe you don't even need all of the normal permits that you would normally get for an ADU. And let's say that they're not even in a covenant-controlled area, because that's another one they'll have to figure out. So anyways, you're, you're, you're just Joe Schmo. You've got an acre or so, and you want to go put one of these in the back for an ADU for a relative or kids that come over or whatever the case may be, relatives from out of town. So you order one. You pay the $59,000, have it delivered. It shows up. They assemble it in the backyard. And then all of a sudden, Karen, next door or behind you, shows up. Why is that? And starts complaining. That's not an RV. And she just goes off. Then what? You know that's going to happen, and I'm sure these individuals do as well. That'd be one of the questions I ask them in person. How are they going to accommodate the Karens and Kevins of the world when they don't like the fact that somebody just put up a portable house in the backyard? Now, again, it won't look like a portable house. In fact, if you look at these things online, it is much better looking than most traditional RVs. Let me go this far. It's better looking than all 
traditional RVs. Why? Because it looks like a little house. Here's what's cool, though. It doesn't look like a quote-unquote tiny house, which there's a use for. I get. There's a lot of folks out there that love them. <clears throat> I, that's not me. I'll be the first to tell you. A tiny house and I would not get along. Not enough room for stuff. A short-term camping trip is about it for me. I, I'm not that guy. I, 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 I'll I, be the first to admit I don't believe in the minimalist lifestyle. Not yet, anyways. Maybe as time goes by and the end of the world nears, I will be. But for now, I like some of the amenities I have in life. I'll be the first to admit it. And I will use them until they're no longer usable. Once they're no longer usable, then yes, you'll be forced to do some things differently. But I, I am not one of those quote-unquote minimalists. I know some of you listening might be good for you. More power to you. That's not me. And doesn't have to be, so I'm thankful that I don't have to be that. Now, maybe I should be, and maybe some of you out there could convince me to be, but uh, it's, it's just it's not me. I'm not into that. So this is not, I want to make sure I repeated that. I should, have, I should have said that when I was bringing Paolo in, uh, you know, at the very top of the hour here. These are not tiny homes. His small, the smallest one they're currently building right now is 20 by 20. That's not a tiny home. Most tiny homes you've seen, you know, like, I don't know, Charlie, was it like Tiny Home Nation and some of the things on TV? I've watched them here and there. I mean, most of these you can put on a flatbed trailer and go haul around someplace, which means they're probably going to be eight, eight and a half feet wide is all. No way to expand. They might be 10 feet tall at best. You still got to get underneath bridges and so on when you're towing them around. And they may be as long as... 25, 30 feet, that's about it that I've seen. Now, I know folks can build them differently on site and so on, but now you're back to what he was saying a minute ago as to what traditional construction has always been. They're trying to move away from that. I've, I saw enough video of their, their houses, the, the boxable houses, and their house folded up is about the size of a tiny house. Think of it that way. And then you're going to get on site and unfold everything and have a 20 by 20, 20 by 60, and then you could have a, a 20, or sorry, 20 by 20, 20 by 30, 20 by 40, which is 800 square feet. So if you think about it, you could take two 20 by 40s, stack them together, you got a 1,600 square foot house. That's, that's not bad. That's what I grew up in. What a lot of us grew up in. It's what a lot of you have right now. That, plenty of space, especially if it's configured correctly and you don't have any wasted space, which you go online and look at their videos and that's exactly what they've done. So again, I will have more on that as I go and didn't really, didn't plan any of this, by the way. They, they actually, I got a press release from them early in the week and I thought, wow, that'd be actually good for Ready Radio, not necessarily for during the week and because we can spend a little more time here. And I did, I had no idea they were in Vegas and no idea we'd be able to do what we're going to do next week and I will do that, make a report, come back and talk about it, which I'm very much looking forward to. Again, I think their biggest thing they're going to be up against, and I'll talk to them about this when we're there one-on-one, which is always easier, by the way, is just the, the zoning laws and the things that they have to get around when it comes to cities, counties, and so on. But I, I could literally could see individuals, even quote-unquote developers, taking a, you know, 
15, 20 acre parcel. Getting to the point where, okay, we'll give each one of you, I don't know, a 10,000 square foot lot, which would be huge with a, you know, 20 by 20 or even two or three of these put together. You'd have plenty of room between you and the neighbor. Sell those lots off. They can put these homes on there and off you go. I could see somebody teaming up with these folks and even offering them as a part of the whole package. We'll sell you the house. We'll put a little foundation underneath it. We'll enable you to stack them if you want. We'll even help you get the thing assembled when it shows up. Guys, this is a whole business. That if it doesn't succeed, I'll be shocked. The only way I don't see this succeeding is if big construction shuts them down, which if they get enough backing and they do enough things correctly, it won't matter. Big construction won't be able to. I, I have always wondered. Yes, I am that guy. I look at construction and I watch things get built. You dig a hole. This is the Colorado way. I know there's other places where you just pour a slab. But in Colorado, you dig a hole. You get your foundation done. Depending upon where you're at, you may even have to drill piers to go down to bedrock. But at any rate, you get your foundation done. All your plumbing and everything, of course, has to be done at that time as well. Because there's concrete pouring involved and so on. Some pump and pits and so on. So all that gets done. That's a process all in and of itself. Has to be engineered, has to be stamped, has to be approved by the local county, city, whatever you're doing, blah, blah, blah. That's that's that part of it. Then the framers show up. And they start framing. And they frame according to a set of blueprints that typically an architect or an engineer has drawn up. And they start in that process. And they start to erect things. And they get everything done and they start getting all their rooms dialed in and you know, you, you know what it's like. You see framing and how that works. And they go to get the trusses up, and then they put the roof on, and the, away we go. And to his point, Paolo's point, we haven't changed that methodology in hundreds, plural, of years. Charlie, maybe even, gosh, it could be a thousand plus years when you start thinking about how things were done way back when. They just did it differently with bricks and stones and mud and things along those lines. It's not that we're really advancing any when we use wood. We've actually, somebody back then would probably look at how we do construction today and think, that thing's never going to last. Ours lasted thousands of years. Yours won't last a hundred. And frankly, they're not that wrong. (laughs) I'm serious. You take somebody from back five, six, seven hundred years ago, bring them into today, and they look at some of our construction, and they're going to just shake their head and say, huh? You're doing what? Why? You cut a tree down to do what? We never would have done it that way. Anyways, I'm one that, yes, I think construction-wide, we need some huge advancements. I know 3D printing, and, and you say 3D printing, you usually think of plastic and a little machine and so on. No, they are now doing 3D printing with concrete. They've got a concrete printer, they call it where essentially you get the foundation going and then this thing just gets set up and you keep pouring concrete into it and it just starts laying walls and doing all the things necessary to essentially quote-unquote print a house. It's another technology that's getting bigger. It's not there yet. It's very expensive at this point, but as time goes by, will that become some of the ways to construct homes? You know, I've seen things over the years where folks have used hay bales and they put stucco and things on the outside of hay bales and on and on we go. My point is, as with anything, anytime some new technology like 
boxable comes along, will they be the only ones doing it? For a while, until other people catch on and figure, oh, wait a minute, we can build houses and even commercial buildings way different than we've ever done in the past. Why are we still using concrete and sticks? There's other things we could be doing instead of that. Uh, to me, that's the exciting thing when we have folks like Palo on and, and uh, you know, Boxable and start interviewing them because think about this. I hope everybody caught this. They have 150,000 unique reservations already. Some of these people wanting more than one unit. He, you heard him say some of them want up to 10 units. So I don't know what that equates to in actual units they need to build, but 150,000 unique reservations. And in a country right now, we're already behind on building. I was talking to a construction guy today, actually. And the reason why we're not going to see a huge crash in the housing market, in my opinion, his as well, is there's still a shortage of houses. We talked about it today. I'm talking to a builder today. There just isn't enough to keep up with the demand. And all that's happened with the interest rate rise is more people are not selling Adding to the inventory, yeah, the new starts will slow down because there's nobody to buy them because of the rates, but when they're not buying new, they're also not selling old. We haven't fixed the problem, Uh, Jerome Powell. We've slowed down the market, yes, but we have not fixed the housing problem that we have in this country by just raising interest rates. We slowed down some things when it comes to the buying of and the refinancing and so on, but we did not add. In fact, we slowed down the quantity of homes we have across the country. So, folks, trust me. Anytime you hear somebody say, oh, yeah, the market's going to crash. As soon as the midterms are over, it's crashing. Um, No, it's not. Sorry. There's just no indicator of that. In fact, Andy and I are going to talk about this in a moment when we go to Rush to Reason. You're actually seeing the stock market the last few days do very, very well. Scott Garless said this on on Rush to Reason yesterday from Stansbury Research. Andy, we are texting back and forth today on it as well. That's a sign the stock market likes what they see in the midterms. Not the opposite, folks. You're going to see things get better after the midterms, not get worse like a lot of people are predicting. So I'll leave you with that. I will let you know how things go this next week when I'm actually in Las Vegas. So I will have a replay of Ready Radio next week because I'll probably be with these guys on Friday. That's probably the day that I'll get all this dialed in. And then I'll bring back some information the following Friday that I can share with everybody. And we'll put some things up on on video on the website and that as well. So guys, Ready Radio. And please let everybody know that you listen. Alan Stack, by the way, Stack Optical. I went in this last week, had a great eye exam, ordered some glasses as well. And uh, two days later, they called and said, yep, everything is in and done and ready to go. I'll stop by this weekend and or Monday and pick those up and let you know how that goes as well. But I had a great experience. Alan's a great guy. Anything you need when it comes to your eye care, an exam, or glasses, he's the guy. Stack Optical. So with that, guys, have a great afternoon. We're going to be right back for Rush to Reason in just a moment. This has been Ready Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.